Welcome back to the channel. It's your boy Tavares here, and I think we have a great episode for you guys. So for those of you who are new, my name's Tavares. This is the Golly Dating 101 podcast, YouTube channel, all of the above. We have a book called Golly Dating 101, where we go about dating, relationships, breakups, healing, all of those things from a biblical perspective. That way we know we're ready and prepared to go into our next relationship. But for those of you who are used to it, you know, like, subscribe, don't just be here, you know, check in and check it out, but commit to the channel. We appreciate you guys, all the support, Patreon, all of you, you guys make this journey worth it. But I want to talk a little bit about a concept that I hear so often. It's the concept that men are called to provide. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because I feel as though we have that concept completely wrong. Um, not that men shouldn't provide. I believe that it's even biblical to say that men should be providing for their for their spouse, not for their girlfriends, for their spouse. Um, but I think it's important for you ladies that you see that this guy has the ability to provide before you get into that marriage. But the problem is, so often when we talk about men are called to be providers, we're only discussing finances. And I think that's where we go wrong. Because when we only discuss finances, then the argument begins with, should the man make more? Or what happens if the woman makes more than him? What happens if he's not six figures? What what defines a good income for a man? And then we do all of these things and now we start labeling a high value man versus, versus a low value man. And then we don't realize it, but subconsciously we're telling men, we're now judging you by your worth, which is a worldly standard. For those of you who don't know this channel, obviously by the name, this is for Christians, but I want you guys to understand principles that you can never allow a person to be defined by the things that they possess. And I say that because what happens if that man gets fired? Now he's he has no worth, he has no purpose, only because his income may change for a short season. Now he's no longer capable of being a good father, a good leader, a good husband, because he was unemployed for a week or because his wife made one more dollar than him. And I believe these issues are are, they form idolatry because men start chasing money more than chasing God. Or men start thinking, if I could provide for her, then that means she needs to do whatever I say. Or we tell our women, women, you don't have to work. Um, let him take care of everything. And and obviously, that's a dynamic that works for many people. That's ideal. Men should want to provide and allow the wife to take care of the home. But unfortunately, that mindset tells women, you don't do anything. Um, if your passions are outside of the house, no, you go in the kitchen, let him do all the working. And it's like, that's not, that's not realistic. And that's not healthy because we're telling men, I can control my woman by the finances that I make. But that's a story for another day. That's a, that's a whole panel, um, a group of people that I would love to, you know, talk about that. But today I want to talk about a few things men must provide in a relationship outside of finances. We get it. Men should be able to provide financially. That is what we all should strive for as men, providing for our wives, our children, being a good provider. is the, I believe every real man wants to do that. But there are some things that men do not provide that women should be, women should be more aware of and men should be more willing to grow in this area. The first thing I will say, and it's obvious, I don't care if you get mad, but before you click off, make sure you press like. Um, but men are called to provide spiritual direction. In Ephesians 5, 21 through 24, it says, And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. 
For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church, as the church submits to Christ. So you wives should, should submit to your husbands in everything. So the Bible is telling us that husbands are to lead their wives. And this is also problematic because, ladies, from God's perspective, you should be able to submit to your husband in every, in every direction he's leading you. And that, that's not, a lot of women like to say, it's easy to submit when I'm being treated right. We know that. But that's why it's, it matters who you marry. Because you cannot tell God, I'm not submitting to this man because he's not doing the right thing. Well, God is like, well, duh, I told you not to date him. <laughs> it's like, how did you even end up here? You know, so it's important that as men, we strive to be a firm spiritual foundation for our homes because we're called to provide that direction that our family needs. We're called to provide that direction that helps ensure that we're not going astray, that we're not uh, falling prey to the, the false doctrines of this world or falling prey to the to all the storms that's happening. When everything is chaos in your life, when everything seems to be going wrong, ladies, you need a man that can provide spiritual direction. I say, we're going to make this move. Trust me, I got this. I believe every woman in a pursuit of in their pursuit of love, all of them are looking for security in in one way or another. They're hoping to find a man that can make them feel secure. And you cannot feel secure if this brother is not providing spiritual direction because what happens if he provides financially but spiritually he's nowhere to be found. Especially you ladies in the church, you're worshiping God, but your husband is home watching football. You're pursuing the things of God. You're trying to fast. You're trying to pray. You're trying to raise godly children. And then you have a man who doesn't care about any of that. So as a man, I, I'm telling you, brothers, that's listening to this. If you're not ready to be a godly husband, leave that girl alone because you're not able to provide spiritual direction. And that is needed. So whenever us as men, because um, it happens to all of us, whenever our focus is off spiritually, we can only lead that woman outside of God's will. Because we're not going to find God's will by accident. If we're if we're off-centered, if we're not dwelling in God's presence, it's easy for us to lead a woman towards sin, or towards confusion, towards perversion, towards heartbreak. You know, so that's why it's important that we're leading people, leading the the woman that God places us with. We're providing them spiritual direction. Whereas even if your relationship failed, she became closer to God because of her connection to you, and that should be a goal of ours. So when it comes to spiritual direction, that may look like uh, establishing boundaries because it shouldn't just be the woman doing that. It should be the men. Men should be leading the home in devotion. So things like prayer, fasting, studying. Your, your girl, she's not that strong spiritually. Or even if she is, are you taking initiative to make sure that she's growing more and more into who God has called her to be? That is the key. So men, you have to be on guard for attacks from the enemy, you know, attacks from the devil. So if a man can't lead a woman closer to Jesus, he is not a man that should be dating. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
because you cannot lead her closer to God if you aren't being led by God yourself. You can only lead her astray. So please understand that's a factor that you shouldn't ignore. If this man is not following God, ladies, let it go. Be patient for a man that's actually committed to God. Because when it comes to discipling your kids, you can teach your kids um, all the things that you want. But if this brother is not passionate about God, the children may not be passionate about God. The second thing men must provide is called emotional stability. There's so many ways to go about this point. And I feel as though um, maybe Safa could, could come out when we, we dive into this on a full episode. But men have to be able to provide emotional stability. Um, one way I want to look at it is that you have to be able in your relationship to talk freely about whatever it is that's bothering you. Like Safa and I, that's some something we have friction with very early in our marriage. And sometimes we still have to make sure we're in alignment. But the problem is, if you lash out when she's trying to tell you how she feels, or if you minimize her feelings, or you ignore her and she's only good for her looks, or she's only good for her body, or things like that, then that's not a safe space for her. Um, one thing my wife said um, about you know studying, like she feels as though, man, I make it look easier, and it's like I grasp concepts easier than she does. So when she comes trying to um, show me something or say something, she may feel as though, I guess, it's not good enough. But I'm like, no, I, I don't care how little you feel as though you're growing. If you're growing, I'm proud. I want... You have to provide that emotional stability, that emotional support that lets them know that you're in their corner, that that they're safe with you, that they're able to grow with you. Um, having that healthy communication, being willing to listen, uh, being willing to speak and, and just have their back and not feel as though they're in this on their own. Because insecurities are one of the biggest reasons why relationships fail. Um, so if a man probably emotionally unavailable, um, trying to be in a relationship, but he's checked out or can't provide emotional stability because you're flirting with other women. And now she has insecurities because she feels as though she's not good enough because of your actions. So those are things we have to be aware of. And um, one verse that you may not feel applies to this, but I, I like I like the, I have a, it's just a thought that I have behind it in Genesis 2.24. It says, therefore shall a man Leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So when I look at that, it's like when God intended for a couple to connect in marriage, he wanted them to let go of their past, right? Because it's telling you to leave away from your parents, which means that was your the guy's comfort zone, his safety net. That was who led that guy. But now that you're going to be leading a woman, you have to provide her with her own form of stability. You have to provide her with something Whereas now that she's leaving her family behind to form a new family with you, you have to have a form of stability that she can trust, that she can lean on. So providing emotional stability, is that's key for a thriving relationship. So if you're a person who's tearing her down and you're, you know, your actions are causing insecurities, you're being insulting, you're belittling her, she will never become the woman that she was meant to be because... Uh, I don't I don't want to say this wrong because it's a thought that I heard from, I think it was Miles Monroe, but some teacher, and they were just saying, it's like a garden. And if you're not watering that garden, you're never going to see the flower that she could have became. But the problem is we walk all over it, we take it for granted, and then we expect the woman to grow, and we complain when she's not who we want her to be. 
And it's like, no, but if you watered her, you cherished her, you valued her, she'd become better than your expectations because she's going to be who God has designed her to be. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So many of us, we go through all of our issues in life and we don't know how to deal with it. Uh, I think a lot of times we think stress and trauma are the only time someone needs to go to therapy. But truth be told, there are a lot of things that you go through on a day-to-day basis and you don't know the right way to deal with it. That could be in your career, that could be in relationships, that could be in school. As someone in college classes, trust me, it gets stressful. And I know a lot of people who have decided to drop out of their majors or some people who stayed in their majors and sought therapy and always came back saying therapy was a huge benefit for them. So if you're a person who feels as though you may not have gone through trauma, but you have such a, a burden to carry, I believe that you should give BetterHelp a try. If you're thinking about therapy, I think it's the best place to start. It's fully online, it's flexible with your schedule, and it's something that is easy and something that I recommend. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com godly to, today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash godly. The third thing that men have to provide other than um, finances, and this may be controversial because a lot of people may think um, I'm telling our men to be soft, but hear me out. Men have to be able to provide gentleness. Now, don't get me wrong. There are many verses, uh, many different characteristics of the fruit of the spirit that we see in Galatians 5, but this is the one I wanted to focus on. And I'll talk about fruit of spirit a little bit, but Colossians 3.19 says, husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. That means that you're aiming and you're striving for humility and gentleness with this woman instead of lashing out. So she was rude. She had an attitude. She said something you didn't like. She did something to you that you didn't like. And Jesus is telling us that our response needs to be gentleness, never treating our wives harshly. And obviously, if you're not going to treat your wife harshly, you shouldn't treat your girlfriend harshly. So we should be willing to honor her with our words, honor her with our actions, be respectful instead of rude. Like 1 Corinthians 13 tells us that love isn't rude and prideful. Love doesn't keep a record of wrongs. It's gentle because you have something in your hand that's delicate and if God has placed this woman in your in your life, you have to steward her heart properly because you don't want to mistreat God's children. That's the last thing you want to do, <laughs> you know, but it's being willing to be respectful instead of being sarcastic and snobby and things like that, you know, but the fruit of the spirit, like I told you guys before, Galatians 5, 22 through 23, it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So I want us to focus on gentleness because I feel as though that's the one that society doesn't want our men to have. Society will say, yeah, you can love, you can have joy, you can have peace. Yeah, it's good to be patient. It's good to be kind. It's good to be faithful. Yeah, it's it's good to be a good person. It's good to have self-control. But when you tell a man to be gentle... What do you mean be gentle? Nah, you a real man. You need to toughen up. Real men don't cry. The Bible said Jesus wept though. Well, real men don't show emotions. The Bible shows us that Jesus showed emotions. Real men don't, real men have to, you know, and it tells us all these things in society, what real men have to do. But when we look at scripture, Jesus was gentle with people. Even in his correction, he showed love. Even in his rebuking people, he showed love. God 
when you look at how God operates with us, as loving as he is, and has and as much wrath as he has he shown throughout the scriptures and how he has to deal with conflict and deal with sin, the Bible shows us that he's still merciful. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. Meaning he's always willing to be gentle. You're sometimes you we don't we we miss it as men because we've been so conditioned into thinking we have to put on some facade and trying to be so strong and being so macho that we've missed the mark completely that we're not able to be who God has called us to be. So I want you to see that, excuse me, I want you to see that God, when Jesus was walking this earth, he was gentle. And that is the man that we should be striving for. Ladies, you shouldn't be dating a man who isn't operating the way that Jesus was operating. Society is like, if he's gentle, ah, that man must be, you know, he must be a little flamboyant. Uh, he isn't a real manly man. Ah, uh, nah, he's not tough. He's too soft. For you. It's like, what are you talking about? Society is lowering things that we should be striving for because it's a part of the fruit of the spirit. We would have a better society if society wasn't telling men, all these men who are in a prison, man, forgive, bro. Be gentle. Don't You don't have to turn to gun violence. You know how many of my friends died while we were young? Because of people not telling them it's okay to take a calm approach, the humble approach. But we always had to be the tough guy, the macho guy. And it ruins a whole lot of lives. So it's common for men to disrespect women. But Jesus never did that. He was gentle. It's common to devalue a woman. It's And these are things that men have to provide. You know, men devalue women in our society. Oh, they already have kids? She's no good. She was married before? She's no good. Oh. She's not a virgin. Oh, man, she's no good. Jesus never spoke down on women because of their past. So we have to understand that operating in gentleness is not being soft, but it's, it's being respectful. It's being humble. It's stewarding something properly, holding something delicate and not breaking it with your words, with your actions. Uh, another thing I want to say that may be, I won't, I won't spend too much time on this because it's kind of alongside what I said previously, but men must be willing to provide consistency and effort. Uh, there's a quote that says, effort is a reflection of interest. Ladies, if this man is not showing effort, do not tell me he's interested. If this person is not going above and beyond to show you they want to be with you, do not assume they're interested. They texted you, good. Do not assume they're interested. Oh, they, they told you nice dress? Cool. Do not assume they're interested. This person has to show you that you mean more to them, just something superficial. Because it's easy to tell somebody you like them today and the next week you really don't care. But you have to see their actions. Are they aligning with their words or is it just something because he's bored? Is he interested or bored? Because that's two different things. So when it comes to scripture, I didn't pull the verses up because there's many examples. But a couple that I want to show you in regards to effort. And consistency. Jacob was a man. The Bible says that Laban said, I will give you my daughter if you work for me for seven years. He worked for seven years. And Laban deceived him, gave him the different daughter. And he's like, that's not what I worked for. We had a deal. What's the problem? And Laban is like, she's the older sister. Older sister has to get married first. And he's like, but if you work seven more years, I'll give you my daughter. And he's like, fine. He worked seven more years. And the Bible says that the time flew by to him. 
because that was the way he was interested in her, that the seven years didn't even feel that long. So if a man, obviously a lot of people look at Bible time like, man, no, nah, the times are different. But the, the, the point is the same. It didn't matter how long it felt to him because he was going to show effort and consistency. Ladies, if he's not providing effort and consistency, that is a problem. Even the Bible views that as a problem. He has to be, and I'm not saying men need to do the absolute most and you don't show your effort or you don't show your consistency, but men have to be willing to show you these things because if they're not showing you those things, they're either not a real man, they're not mature enough for a relationship, or they're really just not that into you. Because men do, men will go after what they want. Men, Listen, we're consistent with our barbers. We don't switch barbers. We're consistent with our football teams, and they ain't won the Super Bowl in 20 years. We'll, we'll scream at the top of our lungs for our basketball team, but they just lost by 20. You know what I mean? So it's like when men actually care about something, you see effort. Another person you see in Scripture, and I want you to understand the seriousness of this, is that Noah was someone who God, he found favor in God's eyes, and Noah was building the ark because God showed him that the rain is going to come. God is telling this man, build the ark. He doesn't even have all the details, but God tells him how to build the ark, and he built this thing. So now, after the rain comes, Noah and his family are saved, but the Bible doesn't tell us that his family was living upright or anything great about his family. But it mentioned Noah found God's favor. You know, he found grace in God's sight. But I want you to see the principle Noah's lifestyle caused his family to be saved. So ladies, when you choose a man, you need to know I'm choosing a man who hears from God, is consistent, is going to do what God tells him to do when everyone else is looking at him like he's crazy. He's going to be passionate about whatever it is when no one else is joining in because it was Noah's effort that caused his family to be saved. And ladies, you want to be sure are you going to be with a man who's going to be consistent spiritually because once we get out of step spiritually, everything else starts to crumble. The Bible tells us a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So we have to be consistent spiritually if we don't want to lose our way. Um, so if he's only willing to be spiritual at church, Sunday mornings, Wednesdays, midweek, Bible study, then the rest of the week, we, we're the devil. Fellas, we got to do better. You know what I mean? We have to, We have to be consistent. We have to be able to do what God has called us to do. Even when no one is looking, we have to learn integrity and a being who God has called us to be. So if he's only kind when he wants something, when he wants some pictures, come on now, cut that off. That's immaturity. And that's also some perversion. And the last thing I'll say men must provide is accountability. I can't tell you the amount of times, and I've heard this mainly from women, but it, it really irks my nerves when I hear men saying it now too, but that's just the way I am. What do you mean? Like, that's why the Bible says be born again. Like, that's such a coward move to say that's just the way I am. Like, bro, we all can grow. We all can improve. So it's like to not take accountability for my toxic mindset and actions, to not be willing to apologize. That's, that shows me that you're not willing to go through the uncomfortable um, growth stages because growth is not comfortable. Growth is something that you really... It really grinds your gears because you've learned these coping mechanisms and they've become ingrained in your DNA, but that doesn't mean they're right. You know, so it's important that we learn to grow. Yeah, because the way you grew up was toxic. You didn't see a, a, a good dad, 
you didn't have a dad or you didn't see a good example of marriage in your home, that doesn't mean you should repeat that cycle. You know what I mean? So we have to understand that we have to take accountability for our actions. We can't afford to allow ourselves to, to lose our way because that's not that's not how I was when I grew up. And it's just like, come on, man. At some point, we cannot allow ourselves to lose our way. There's a Bible verse I want to show you guys. Here it is. Genesis 3, verse 8 through 12. It says, when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man, sorry, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden. So I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked, have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. And uh, so I want you to see, fellas, it's not just you. This has been happening um, since the beginning of time. <laughs> Whereas we hate accountability. From the, from the moment God told Adam to do, not to do something and Adam did it. Adam said, well, God, well, that woman you gave me. So technically, I wouldn't have done it if you didn't give me her. And it's just like. When we get to that point where we can't take accountability and we're, we're, oh, I only disrespected you because you said this to me first. I was only rude to you because you did this to me first. And it's like, how, how is that woman going to learn to trust us if we're, we're not providing accountability in our relationships? We want her to be perfect, but we can't take accountability when we're wrong. That's a weak man, deflecting, narcissistic, not willing to grow, manipulative. Those are issues that you have to take accountability for and to change or is it just not a real man you know sorry i had to say it that way but you guys tell me your thoughts man i believe that though there are so many more but i want you guys to comment below what are some characteristics that men or some things that men will provide other than finances don't just say men are called to provide yeah other than that what else but if you don't know golly dating one 101 Golly Dating 101, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little biased, but it's biblical. <laughs> you know, we keep ours straight Bible. We don't care if you guys follow us and support us and do all these things. If you follow Jesus, that was a win. Um, so thank you for guys for tuning in to the end. If you are not a part of or you're no longer part of the Patreon community because that took a pause, jump back in. We'll be dropping devotions in there that won't go on the the YouTube or the podcast platform. We'll be dropping more things, Q&As, Bible studies. will be starting back up soon because we want to see your faces again. We love you guys. Be sure to leave five stars when you do get the book. See you guys soon. Peace.